The stories of everyday people sometimes inspire extraordinary things. Stories of gratitude, forgiveness, struggles, and even adventure. But from everyday folks can change the way we think. With the stories that inspire us, make us think about life. Here is Scott Walker. Today we're talking to Chip Douglas, and we are recording this actually in a kitchen atmosphere, only because Chip was eating whenever I accosted him and said, hey man, let's let's record a podcast right now. Hope that didn't hurt your feelings that I interrupted your food. No, not at all. The food was a 10. I had some great cook making some awesome mashed potatoes and some rolls that were taking a minute, so the food was worth the wait, definitely. You grew up here in Tennessee, and you've always lived in Tennessee, right? Yes. One of the few that I'm not a transplant. Very rarely do you find somebody who stays in one city their entire life. Yeah, no reason to go nowhere else. Family's here, met some great friends here, got a good job. Familiar surroundings are a big thing, I think, for a lot of people because it just makes you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, because I would feel lost going somewhere else. I've got friends and some family that live in other places, and it's nice to go visit. But if I'm gone more than five, seven days or so, it almost feels like I've missed something and I'm gone too long. Growing up, you went through some struggles because your mom passed away when you were only eight years old. Yes, it was was different just because... Primarily after she passed away, my grandmother was the one that stepped up and primarily took care of everything. Not saying that my dad wasn't there to give things, but he wasn't there to give the, I guess you can say, support and time that he was there every day. My grandmother handled daily household operations and definitely different. Still kind of affects the dynamic between us now. We're talking with Chip Douglas and Chip, you would have been, I guess, in second grade when that happened, right? I think third. How did other kids take that because being age eight and in third grade how do other kids perceive you without a mom all of a sudden they were very supportive and helpful just because where i went to school she was a kindergarten teacher so they were really great and supportive being there but later on when i got up in some later years and we had moved and no one was as familiar with that they tried to after they found out about it tried to not be as talkative about different different mom jokes or things to try to not be offensive as they may with someone else. What happened? She was uh, out shopping for my dad's birthday, which was going to be the next day, and she fell asleep on the way home probably about a mile from the house. Basically your dad's birthday when it all happened. Yeah, see, when he found out it actually was his birthday, so we don't ever celebrate his birthday now actually on the day. We'll either do it the day before or the day after just because he doesn't want to actually do it on that particular day. Looking back, I'm sure you're able to see some things that may have made you different in some ways than other kids growing up. Some ways it kind of helps make you stronger or maybe feel more compassionate towards someone else who's going through the same thing where you may not respect it as much having not gone through that. I guess the older that you get, you're able to look around you and you're able to see not all parents are what we think they should be or what their children may think their parents should be. Sometimes... Parents, I think, have the misillusioned idea of giving their money and giving possessions sometimes means more than the actual time that you spend being there to where it should be the other way around. Kids just need more time. 
I think sometimes death wakes us up. It wakes those who are surviving up and it gives them the idea that, you know, I've done some things in the past that maybe I did the wrong way. I need to focus on doing those things the right way from here on out. Death is hard, of course, but at the same time, it's something that can really wake us up and shape us if we grieve the right way. You can definitely make you see where going out or going to see a friend that it's maybe not the most important thing in life than it is going home, spending time with your family and keeping them close instead. At what age was it that you started doing things like volunteering to coach different sports? Probably just mid-20s, probably 24-ish, 25, somewhere. had a friend who had a couple of kids that were involved in sports, but he was spending his time involved in other things where he should have been focusing more with his kids. So I saw the opportunity there to try to help support them as much as possible and be there for them when they were playing baseball or soccer. What do you think the motivating factor is for you whenever you volunteer to do something like helping kids out in sports? Just trying to help give them the opportunity. Otherwise, they may not have had if you didn't decide to step up and do something. Not all of us have that motivating energy that says to us, I want to get out there and help make a difference in these kids' lives. You do have that in you. And do you think you could tie that to the death of your mom at such a young age? It's possible because I can just see that there are times that there's some people out there that didn't have the support or opportunity. And at times I didn't get to do some things that I would like to have done when I was younger. So I know how that felt. So I don't like having somebody to have to go through that as well, where you can see you can give them the chance. Volunteering as a coach, you see a lot of parents who just drop their kids off, leave, come back when practice is over, or even come back when the game's over. How does that make you feel when you see a parent just dropping their kid off, not staying? kind of disheartening you know being that kid growing up not really see anyone there for you that it's a big thing for kids who have someone there cheering them on so you want to give them that support to let them know how they're doing and do as much as you can for them just because you know they may not get it when they leave the game or even have somebody ask them say hey how did you play today or make sure let them know good job out there no matter regardless how they played let them know that they did a good job make sure they had fun and know that you may be the only person that tells them that before the next game how do you see that impacting the child not having their parent there how is that child impacted during the week that might be their highlight make sure if that is their highlight that you make it as positive and fun as possible because it would be terrible to know that you're ruining the only activity that they look forward to on a weekly basis so you just want to Make sure that you're there and make it as enjoyable as possible. Have you ever pulled a parent aside before or after a game and said, look, you really need to be here? Maybe not necessarily just say you need to be here, but maybe I need to say you need to work on this either by the way that he interacts with other players or just the way he interacts with you or officials just to try to let them know, hey, if you focus on this particular aspect, it can make a big difference in your child. You're not a college graduate. You're not a millionaire. You work a nine to five job, pay your own bills and all of that exciting stuff in life. But at the same time, you spend your own money when you need to, whenever you come across a child who maybe can't afford the pads for football or hockey or whatever sport it is. I mean, you have spent your own money just to make sure a kid is safe and just to make sure that that child can participate. 
I'd hate to see someone miss out on being able to play a sport just because their parent is working too much or they can't afford for them to play. You got the opportunity to do it. I don't see why you shouldn't instead of knowing that you could help and be selfish and just focus on yourself. After the death of a parent, a spouse, or maybe a sibling, I think those types of deaths are much harder on people than any other types of deaths. And there's a couple of ways that you can grieve after such a thing happens. And I know there's a right way and there's a wrong way, even though, you know, you'll read all these self-help books, there's no right or wrong way to grieve. But at the same time, there is because you can't start a new journey where you're addicted to alcohol, drugs, or anything like that. But that is a path that some people take. That's if you do see that as the path someone's taking, try to step in to let them know that there are other ways of doing it. Might try to make them see what's important that they would be losing if they go down those paths and be the support that you can to make sure that they, if all possible, not go down that road and just be there for them, be the support. In your family, I know you've told me prior to recording that your brother did choose a path that led to some self-destruction. And it's interesting to me because you guys are siblings, but yet you went one direction and he went the other. Part of the motivation to try to help keep me away from that is just to see the effect it was causing on other family members, the effect that it causes on his life. I've had so much more greater life experiences than he's had just because I decided to focus on what I can to be doing good instead of party or just see the good time. I'd always, I saw that there was much more than that. Sadly, you were not only part of that process of losing a mom and then learning how to live without a mom, but after that, you all of a sudden had to learn how to live with a brother who was addicted. And so that's just a whole nother course and direction in life. And and just everything that surrounds that has got to be tough. You just be as supportive as possible, but Don't let it consume you and bring you down to that level to where you make yourself get drawn to that point also because you see what it does to everyone else. Just use that as an example as to why you don't want to be there. And also, if you see the warning signs of someone else getting to there, try to step in and be the supportive part to keep that from happening with them also. How has it been for your father? Because not only did he experience the loss of a spouse, but then years later, he experiences a son who is an addict. In ways, it's just made it hard on him to where he's seen where he's had some failures in the past. So he's tried to make up by that. Instead of being more authoritative, supportive, making him aware that he needed help, he's just enabled the fact that he wasn't there like he needed to be earlier. And that just helped motivate me more, too, to see that... I didn't want to be that person either to cause the burden to be on someone else that had caused them the pain and worry that I've seen that is caused. So just seeing his actions gave me extra motivation too to not ever want to be there. Your brother, who is now clean and sober, is also a single parent, kind of like what your dad was years ago. And the reason for that is because his wife, if I'm not mistaken, was killed. Yes, he's could have been a little more supportive of himself, but what truly helped him was he found love again in someone else who saw that he could be a good person. And she got him to the point to where he saw that if he could get away from all the demons of the drugs and alcohol and just everything, that he saw there was more important things in life. And 
now he's been clean for about approximately nine months. And I'd have to say, honestly, for probably the first time ever, actually, I can say that I was slightly proud of him to see that he could actually start to be a productive, good person in life for the first time. So today you're somebody who goes out there, you you, you help other kids, you volunteer to be a coach, you are a mentor to a number of kids. How does that make you feel? Glad I could do something. I mean, hate to know that I could be there for someone else and make a difference and just know that I'm wasting it because I'm more interested in myself than worrying about someone else. So it kind of makes you feel good to know that you can help pass that along and be there for someone. You're single. Something that's not real top on your mind is going out there, dating, getting into the dating world and and focusing on that and, and focusing on finding a love in your life. Instead, you focus on all these positive things of helping others. And I I don't know if the thought is somebody will come along when it's the right time, or if your thought is, I'm just going to help people. And if something happens, like there's a spark between me and another woman, great. If not, oh, well. I've seen to where if you try to force yourself in somewhere where it normally doesn't work out for the best. So yeah, if I go out and see and find someone that it works and there's a spark, then awesome. But I'm not, I'm not overly out there looking or hitting a bar scene or trying to do none of that. I am more concerned with this first, making sure to do what I can. And then if something happens, it does. If it's not, I am fine and I can accept that. How do you not have a pity party? Because it seems like so many folks who went through the loss of a parent at an early age or who have a sibling who is an addict, and who's now clean, but have had that in their past, we often find them having a little pity party of themselves. And it's almost like they're afraid to break out of their shell and to focus on positives. And instead, they only focus on the negatives. There's a lot of that in the world now. And I don't, I just choose not to focus on none of that. There's no reason to be down and cast that on someone else. Try to Make the best of it. If you're able to be out there and do something for someone, you should go on and do it. There's no need in uh, wasting that opportunity and casting bad on everyone else. Do what you can and find something that makes you happy and do it. Is it hard to focus on the positive or is it something that comes natural? I mean, there are times that you think, woe is me and all is bad. But again, you can't focus on that you gotta just try to focus on keeping everything as what you can to be as positive as possible and again focus on something that something that makes you happy and stay with that because too easy to get yourself down and be negative if you don't so you have to keep moving forward no matter what happens yes yeah keep moving forward and again if you find something starts making you where you're not happy you're in the wrong place go somewhere else and find it again Again, we're talking with Chip Douglas. As we close out today, anything that you would say to somebody who maybe just lost a spouse or a sibling? Yeah, I mean, there's always something there for you. Again, we've been talking with Chip Douglas. Chip, thanks for joining us. Thank you.